budgeting or marketing, marketing or budgeting, which one comes first? Hey, it's your host here, Jamie J, and I'm really excited to get into budgeting and marketing. We're going to take a look at marketing budgets, and we're also going to take a look at the art of putting some really great marketing information out there. We're jumping into it all on this incredible edition of the Jamie J Podcast. I'm a man on Brother, it's it's number one. It's so good to be here Friday over here, seeing everyone on live, watching the counter go up of everyone that's watching the show. Amazing. Thank you all so much for joining in. Yeah, marketing. Where do I start? What's the deal with marketing? What do I do? Do I have to spend thousands of dollars a month? Look, it is a very complex question. Now, we tackled this question within Insiders Elite, with inside the group there. And some of you who are, who are inside the group right now would have seen some of that. But it's so much bigger of a topic than something that we can touch on quickly in 10 minutes. So it was really about taking it to the next level. And number one, understanding that it's got to start from a budget, right? Not a forecast, because there is a difference between forecasting and budgeting, but really truly starting out from that perspective of a budget. Now, some rough figures, right? Where should I start? Am I doing B2B? Am I doing B2C? And the reason I talk about those two aspects, because there is a different percentage that you should be considering, and notice I use the word should, you should be considering when you're thinking about developing a budget for marketing. What are those numbers? Well, if you're in a B2B type business, we are looking anywhere from eh, rough figures, three to 6%. Now, if you're in a B2C, you're going to spend a little bit more. You're going to put a little bit more aside to get that marketing in there. And what we're really looking at there is anywhere from that 6 to 10%. Now, here's something that's really super interesting. Can anyone guess what's happened with marketing budgets since we've entered this pandemic? Well, the truth is, marketing budgets have gone way up. We're stretching from that six, seven, eight percent median type mark. We're all the way into now 12, 13% of total budget, i.e., total, um, total revenue earned going towards that marketing budget. Now, that's something that's really interesting. Mick, your thoughts on that? Look, and I can absolutely see why that's happened because of COVID and everything's online. So people are trying to attract more and more people and generate revenue for their business still. So I can absolutely see that people are marketing more to help grow their businesses. And marketing is one of those things is when sales drop, marketing shouldn't be the first thing you cut. Marketing should be one of the things you review to see if it's effective and you're getting the best bang for your buck. Are you getting conversions? Are you getting leads? Are you getting the hits? Are you getting the traction you need on your marketing? It shouldn't be the first thing you look to cut though. It should be the first, should be one of the first things you review because that's where you generate your income or generate your leads to generate income from is, is through, through your advertising, through your marketing. Yeah. And yeah. That's that's the main concept because a lot of people go, oh, well, we're spending too much on advertising. Let's cut the budget. So they cut the budget, but they don't actually review its effectiveness and make sure that it's working because you could double the outcome of your marketing if you reviewed its effectiveness rather than cut the, and, and cut it as well. You could improve its outcome by 50% and then you could spend 2% less because it's more effective. Yeah. 
you know, that's something that's really big because it's a common thing, right? What's happened? We've got this pandemic. Everything slowed down. Some businesses couldn't even be open. It's like, you know what? No, we're not going to reinvent. We're not going to pivot. What we're going to do is we're going to pull everything back. But maybe that's an opportunity to really look at it and share what your uniqueness is in your business. What makes you special? What makes you different? What makes you really, truly stand out above and beyond? And then utilize that in some sort of marketing campaign. You're right. When things slow down, the last thing we want to do is shut down that marketing. Because if you think they're slow now, when you shut down your marketing channels, guess what's going to happen? Now, no one's going to see you. Now, it's great. A lot of us, we have some really great word of mouth, referral type systems and all that. That's great. But I'm still saying go ahead and really plan to have that marketing budget in place. It's going to set you up. Here's the other thing. A lot of people think it's either an on or an off. But what happened if you would pause? What happened for just a moment if you said, you know what, we really do have to look at the effectiveness of this. Are we using the right medium? Are we putting out the right message? Is what we're sharing what our ideal target client truly needs to hear? If it's not, that's a great time to go ahead, have a little pause, put that pause into effect and look at ways which you can retarget, you know, retweak that message, how you're putting it out and everything so that when it comes back, because it does and it must come back, when you get that marketing going back out there again, it's really going to target in on those ideal clients. And that's that's a big one, right? I love that idea of coming in, maybe having a little bit of a pause, taking that moment, reflecting on where things are at, you know, getting a strategist to come in, someone who's familiar with marketing, so you can really dig in and really understand if you're in that right area doing the right things. Yeah. And Jamie, we, we talked about budget for marketing and most of our focus has been on so there's two main types of marketing. There's probably more, but there's two main types. There's a lead generation type marketing where you generate leads into your business through revenue. And there's also a brand awareness type marketing where it's just about branding. So people recognize your brand and be more familiar with your brand. So what are your thoughts on budgets for brand awareness or, or how you should handle that situation, especially during this, you know, the COVID and the, you know, growing economy. Now everyone's coming out of uh, a pandemic and recession and, into a recovery phase, how should how should people look at the branding side of marketing? If people don't know you, if people don't know who you are, and you've not yet established, or people have forgotten because, hey, let's face it, everything's closed down. If you haven't established that know, like, and trust factor, and the first thing you go do is start pitching your offer, putting out you know sales and this and that, I personally believe that's the wrong way to go about doing it. Branding, who you are who you serve, the value that you provide, please do not underestimate the power of that. That is, my God, that's massively, massively impactful. The last thing that I want to do is just go be pitching everyone. You know, here, buy my shit, buy my stuff, buy, 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 because what are people going to see you as? Just another talking head that's trying to sell their stuff. But what if instead of doing that, you invested some of that marketing budget into marketing your brand, into really letting people know who you are, what it is you have, and perhaps even how you can make a difference with their business without doing the sales, without doing the push, push, push. Now, I believe, right? I'm a big believer in that whole idea of providing massive value. Mick, you and I, it's, it, it's why we started this show. It's why we originally came on, stepped up and said, hey, let's go share some information for these business owners, business operators out there so they can really you know, have a bit of that unfair advantage. It started with the pandemic, the idea of really taking a pivot and helping some people out there, right? Again, we don't have sponsors for this show. We don't charge anyone to watch this show. What do we do? We provide that massive value. 
But think about this. Here we come on for the most part. We're on every week, a couple weeks. You know, some things come up. We're not necessarily on. But when we're out here sharing this knowledge, providing this value forward, value first, what's the impression of that? It's like, hey, it's Mick and Jamie. They're on. They've got their show on, and they're going to give us massive value. The value part is really what I believe that sets us apart. Sure, there's other people doing some shows out there. There's other brands. And then there's those people on LinkedIn. Now, what are they doing? They're marketing as well. But <laughs> Mick's laugh because he knows where I'm going. This is my rant, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to rant on this thing. Please, if you're on LinkedIn, please listen to this. Please pay attention. We can smell an ad coming from a mile away. People can do this. People can sense it. Why? Because first of all, you haven't built any sort of know, like, and trust factor. Now, there's a really cool story I'm going to share. I'm, I might even give this gentleman's name out because he was a rock star. He shared some stuff here today, and he did it in such an amazing way on LinkedIn. It was so refreshing in that he provided value first. It actually, it actually changed it up a bit because his message, right, and I'm not going to give it all away, but his message was basically, hey, you know what, um, really value you. I see who you are. I've read your profile. You look like someone who would be interested in this, and I would value your feedback. Could you, you know, take 10 minutes and listen to this small audio clip that I'm going to share with you that I'm going to send you of a program that I'm about to put out and give me your honest feedback. Now, that was cool. Because think about this. What did he do? He's creating massive no like and trust factor. He's not asking me for anything. It's not a typical sales type pitch. What's he doing? He's providing value first. But what did I also do? Well, right. I am the little bit of a skeptical guy. I want to check this out. So what did I do? I went and looked at his profile. I scrolled through all the stuff on his business, on his LinkedIn page, even before I looked at it. And here's what's also great about that. Because nine times out of 10, again, hey, let's face it, we can smell when those sales pitches are coming. This one was very different and it triggered my intrigue. There's something mm. magical when it comes to sales about intrigue. We absolutely have to have intrigue to be able to get past that lower crock brain to actually stimulate that desire to want more. What did he do? Number one, he promoted his brand because I guarantee there's something going on. He's either, you know, paying for a LinkedIn sales navigator or something. There is a portion of his budget going towards marketing, but he's doing it in such a great way that it's a welcome offer. It's loaded with value first, right? I didn't even have to enter my email to go and listen to that audio clip. Now, do I think that's awesome? Absolutely. Do I think that's money that's spent on him and his brand? Absolutely. Cause it's, building that no like and trust factor mm. absolutely jamie and i think the the thing with building your brand is adding value first and showing a, a brand lots of people probably the biggest mistake i see in business is a brand is not a logo a brand is what that logo represents what it stands for and that's and that's done by how you show up in the community whether that's online or in person you know, how you, what value you offer first, what you do, how you, you know, what is it when someone sees UE coaching logo, what do they automatically go? Oh, that guy, he's, he's a value guy, man. He just dumps value on everyone. Yeah. You know, straight away people see that. And that, that's what branding is. Branding is what the logo represents and what people automatically think when they see that logo or that brand. And that's the really important thing when you do branding marketing. It's about putting forward what you stand for more so than any offer or any 
uh, product. You know, if you stand for the best coffee in town, then when people see you, they go, oh, that's the best coffee in town. If you stand for, like Jamie, just putting out heaps of value, when they see your brand, they're like, oh, that guy just adds so much value. Or whether you're an online clothing store, they, hey, these guys make the best T-shirts. You know, like whatever it is that you stand for, you know, that's that's the key with branding marketing. And whether you, like Jamie said, you do it through that exceptional way that that guy on LinkedIn just did by offering heaps of value, or whether you, you offer a, a live show like Jamie and I do because we stand for offering heaps of value up front. Um, it's about putting out what you stand for more so than any kind of logo or images or, or cool ads. It's about what you stand for. Yeah, that's a big part of it. I mean, the no like and trust factor back in the day, it used to be simple. Out there a couple times, someone saw you a couple times, two, three, four times. Hey, those are good guys. Now today with, with, with um, you know, the way the internet is with our thirst and desire to get so much information, it takes mm. almost 30, 30 repetitions, 30 pieces, 30 times of being in front of someone's eye before they even recognize that you're out there. This mm. is why brand marketing is so incredibly important. Trust me, if all people are seeing is ad after ad after ad after ad, it's like, oh, shit, it's that guy trying to sell me something again. Where instead of doing that, go ahead and share your brand, share your stuff, share exactly what it is, who you are, and that is going to build you some massive, massive, massive no like and trust, right? That fellow on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm excited to know more. I listened to his his uh, his audio that he sent me. I actually listened to it, right? It was great. He was talking about some really great stuff here. I'm going to respond to him, right? Ultimately, what is it? Well, it probably is some type of sales funnel. Ultimately, what's he maybe going to do? Maybe he's going to go ahead and invite me to his program. Maybe he's going to do something along there. But what he's done that's absolutely right, that has nailed it out of the park, is to provide that disproportionate amount of value up front. Absolutely, Jamie. And you mentioned... Um, the number of times and transactions and impressions that you need. Yeah. And like, if I'll use LinkedIn, for example. I jump on LinkedIn maybe a couple of times a week. I look at my messages and I've got half a dozen messages from people wanting to sell me something. And I literally just delete, 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 delete. I don't even read them because I know they're just flogging it. Like I say, you can smell a sales pitch. They're just trying to promote you, trying to have a connection so they can sell you something or sign you up to something or whatever it is. I just delete them. And... There's no like, they haven't built any impressions. I've never seen them before. So I don't even give them two seconds of my attention. Yeah. And that's the thing with marketing. It's grabbing someone's attention. Yeah. It's holding their attention with value, with intrigue, with whatever it is. Because marketing, what you're paying for is people's attention. Whether it's a catchy image, whether it's whatever it is, whether it's something to add value, you need their attention. Like Jamie gave this guy... 10 minutes of his attention to listen to an audio clip yep. for adding value. He got 10 minutes of attention, 10 minutes of attention in marketing is amazing. Yep. That is worth a fortune in marketing. If you were to do paid ads to get someone's attention for 10 minutes, you, that would be your yearly budget. Yeah. So adding value is an amazing way to market and hold people's attention on a budget. It is humongous. And that's why when it comes back to budgeting, I get a little bit excited about it. Right now, budgeting, it's like, oh my God, like who wants to sit there? Like, you know, you're thinking I've got the little accounting man hat on and the glasses. Well, I already got the glasses. <laughs> but really, I start to get excited about the budgeting aspect of it because I get to really begin to understand where's that money going? 
right? I'm going to take a look at my forecast because forecast is an important part of budgeting. I'm going to look at my forecast and I'm going to see, am I on track? Am I exceeding what I had forecasted or am I below it? Right. I need to really understand so that I can make adjustments to the quarterly budgets based on that, based on where I'm at from those results. I get excited though, because I know what that budget is doing for me when I'm setting that money aside for them, for the marketing, for the advertising, for getting stuff out there. I really truly get us get excited when I can add more money into that marketing budget. When I'm able to do that, say I've exceeded my forecast for the quarter. When I'm in that place, it's like, oh my God, I'm going to get even more exposure. You see what this comes back to. And this is not the woo woo stuff. This isn't just some feel good stuff. This isn't just regurgitating what Tony Robbins says. But it really does come back to that psychology. I get excited when it's time to look at the budget. I really do because I want to know where I'm at, right? I do love numbers and numbers do love me. There's no question <laughs> about that whatsoever, right? We know that saying. Yep. Yep. I get excited Absolutely. about it because I, I, you know, I get to dig in to see where is this money going? How much more am I going to be able to invest in this so that I can actually grow the business? And absolutely, Jamie, this is the part of, of marketing that I love. And when you want to talk about growing your business and forecasting, you know, and having a budget. So you have a budget. Let's just talk small. It's a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. And I know for my hundred dollars a month, because I've been testing and I'm reviewing it and making sure my marketing's effective, I get five leads a month. And out of those five leads, I get two sales. And that's where my business is right now. And it's, you know, ticking along. Okay. It's going all right. Hmm. But if I forecast because I want to make my business twice the size it is right now over the next six months, if I spend $200 a month, I'm going to get 10 leads and then I'm going to get four sales because I know what works. And so you can forecast and extrapolate out. So you know that if I invest additional money and I notice a word, use the word invest additional money in marketing, I know that's going to grow my business because I know the numbers I've done the work. I know the forecasting. I know that when I invest $100, I get two sales. And I, so if I want four sales, I just need to invest $200 in the marketing. Obviously, the rest of the process still needs to work, everything else, and you need to con constantly monitor that. But that's the beauty of forecasting and budgeting and being able to uh, project your trajectory of in business is, is knowing your numbers and putting the time and effort into budgeting and forecasting so that you can work all of this out and grow your business on purpose instead of just throwing some ads out there and hoping and then some get lucky and their business explodes and some don't and they struggle and doing it on purpose is is where knowing exactly what's going to happen and knowing that or knowing that if i invest this i'll get to here and if i invest more i can go even further and doing that gradually as you go yeah that's the power of having that budget. That's the power of being able to look at it and understand what is your ROI? What is your return on investment of that investment into marketing? What are you getting out of it? Um, when it comes to paid ads, right, the other thing that I might want to suggest here is it's not always about putting something out there where you're selling something, right? And this might go against some conventional marketing wisdom. Hey, you've always got to have a call to action. But what if you didn't? What if you actually set aside a portion of your budget to actually share meaningful content out there without the expectation of a call to action? What if you put some information out there that provided massive value 
with absolutely zero catch. We talk about barrier to entry, right? What's barrier to entry? An email address is a barrier to entry, right? Paying for a program is definitely a barrier to entry. But what if there was absolutely no barrier? What if you shared that information out? I wonder, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this too, Mick, the impact on your brand and who you are if you're able to go ahead and when you're able to go ahead and share that information, that meaningful, and I'm talking meaningful, meaningful paid advertisement, paid content that didn't actually have a call to action on it, what do you think that could do? Jamie, that has a potential to blow up your business, and I'm in a good way. Paying for marketing, paying for marketing, everyone thinks, and exactly when you say that, the instant thought hopped to my head, I was like, oh, that's different. You always put a call to action on when you paid ads because if you're paying money, you want to return. So the thought of paying for advertising to have no return, no, no immediate financial return, you can't measure how many people click to produce a sale, to sign up to an email, to convert or, or through the process. So paying advertising to put content out, valuable content out, is a concept that's foreign to lots of people. But what it does is it works on that branding, that no like, and trust. It's just about putting out valuable content so that people get something, they understand who you are, what your brand is about, just putting you in front of more people's eyes. So, but actually I'm saying that lots of bricks and mortar businesses just do advertising to build a brand. They, they pay thousands of dollars a month for people to build that know, like, and trust factor. They don't actually have a click-through rate to produce. So lots of bricks and mortar businesses. So in saying that, it's probably not that foreign a concept, but in the online world, the, the thought is ludicrous. So, yeah. but I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think people should, more people should get out there and just build that value rather than um, pay to get a return. Absolutely. Value, value is where it's at. Value is absolutely completely where it's at. Um, let's come back to 2019, August of 2019. Right? We saw we saw the wild man there, the uh, <laughs> the wild man Kerwin Ray step on stage. And what's the first thing he said? Right. What was so cool about Kerwin when he stepped on stage at the National Achievers Congress in Brisbane is when he stepped on stage, I think the first thing he says, like, look, number one, I've got ADHD and I'm going to speak super fast. So take a lot of notes. Number two, I'm not going to sell you anything. Now, what's the whole idea behind all these conferences, National Achievers Conference, Grant Cardone's 10X, any person, hell, even Tony Robbins, Business Mastery, UPW, there's always pitches. Any speaker that comes on, it's a pitch. Don't, like, please understand this. If there's a speaker coming on nine times out of 10, maybe 9.9 .9 times out of 10, they are there to sell you something, right? They're not, they're not there out of the goodness of their heart. But what blew me away about Kerwin was the way he gave this information. And what he ran through was his funnel methodology for how to, you know, how to bring people in, what paid ads look like, how it all works and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. But here's the thing. What did he do? I think you'll agree with me on this, Mick. He provided an absolute disproportional amount of service. I've still got my notebook here. It's in my desk. And of all the speakers that spoke that day, including Gary V. Okay, because Gary was there. Gary showed up. Of all the speakers that spoke that day, I took the most notes with Curran. I was writing like a wild man. My freaking wrist was getting sore because I was taking so many notes. Because what did he do? He provided a shit ton of service, a shit ton of value. Now, let's look at you and I. 
Did that convert for him? Did you and I convert for him? Yep. My God, in a big way, right? Um, <clears throat> what, what's really amazing is um, when I called in, when I called in to get my uh, to get my tickets for for one of Kerwin's events there, it was kind of funny because I, I think the gentleman that I was going to speak to, uh, he was probably expecting to, you know, not sell me, but serve me the program. What was great, I think the first things out of my, out of my mouth were, do you take Visa, MasterCard, or American Express? Before I even said hello, because I had received that much value already. Now think about yeah. this. Does Kerwin have to go and, and set aside a budget to be able to do these events, whether it's live or in person? Of course he does, right? He budgets for these events. But what happens by providing that ridiculous amount of value, that ridiculous amount of service and not making it about a sales thing? What did he do? Man, he created some raving fans in the both of us. We, we both stepped up big time. Absolutely, Jamie. And it wasn't just us. There was hundreds and hundreds of people that flocked to the tables. I yeah. don't even think he said where you could sign up. I think people just ran to the tables and said, how do I sign up to work with Kerwin? Yes. yes. It, it was just ludicrous. He just provided so much value. And that and that's why we're, we're saying paid ads or putting a budget aside to just add value pays dividends in the long term. And because he's added that ridiculous amount of value, that's had a huge impact on everyone, us included, and all the other people in the show. Yep. Yeah. No question whatsoever. That was money well spent, right? That was money well invested is really truly what that was. He invested in that to be on that stage, to share that information, to be a part of the National Achievers Congress. And what happened in turn, he converted sales mm. by giving. By standing and delivering, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this here. A lot of people say it's, you know, it's like drinking from a fire hose when you go to a Tony Robbins <laughs> event. Well, going to Kerwin's event, there is no hose. You're drinking right from the fucking hydrant. Like this man, <laughs> he just gives. But what does it do? It converts. Right now, it doesn't convert for everyone. It definitely doesn't convert for everyone. And what are some of the key things that we have to consider here? Your information has to be valid. It has to be useful. It has to be meaningful in, in which it can make a difference in that person's life or that person's business, depending if you're marketing, you know, some sort of life type skill or if you're marketing a business type skill, right? All the stuff that I share when it comes to my, my business development bootcamp, my business accelerator program, or my ultimate business development program, whichever one we're looking at, it's all targeted around that business to get that massive business growth with whichever one a person chooses to go into, it's going to help them get that massive business growth. Absolutely. And it's that's lining up with your outcome, Jamie. That's yeah. your outcome is to get massive business growth, help people scale the business to get the ultimate freedom that they deserve, what they desire. Yeah. So all your programs are targeted that way. They're all aligned. So all your value adding processes targeted that way. It's to help people grow and scale their business. And, and that's the amazing thing that and I love and lots of people love about you is that all targeted towards that and they get so much value along the way. And that's that's continuing, that's building on that marketing and that branding. You're yeah. continuing to add the value that's being congruent with who you are and how that flows through your business and your programs. And you know, it starts with your marketing, it starts with you, and then how you put that through to your marketing, through your programs and all the way through. It's about being congruent and that's doing the work before. And we've talked many times on the show about your values and how to elicit those and including them in your business and being congruent. That's the, that's the power of it. it, it it's that everything in your business lines up yeah. your marketing, your programs, your shows, everything 
follows that value system and lines up with what it is that's important to you. Now, Jamie, we've been talking about marketing, budgets, forecasting. What do you think is the one, you know, you mentioned some percentages there and different things. What do you think is probably the, when you're looking at your budgeting and your marketing and what you should do, say you've got a business that turns over two or $300,000 a year, yep. and then you want to set aside or you want to do a budget for marketing. What's the one, two or three things that business operators, business owners should be looking at or should be considering to set their budget? Number one, when we're looking at setting that budget is we want to really have a good understanding of the methods of marketing out there. I'm going to come back to that, right? I really want to focus in on that because that's important. Um, you know, I, I shared a little bit of a story on in the group there in Insiders Elite about something that I had tried, right? What did I do? I, I, there's a magazine. It's just like a little one page sheet you typically find in coffee shops called the Coffee News. Spent a couple thousand dollars on that a few years ago, and it did absolutely nothing for us. What did I recognize, though, that when I shifted that budget from, you know, this, this paper thing, because, hey, let's face it, I was new. I was starting this probably like five, six years ago. That's a long time ago. I didn't really understand. I didn't know. It's like, well, that seems to make sense, right? Yeah, let, let's go ahead. Let's let, let's spend a couple thousand dollars. Let's go ahead and do that. The ROI was like negative for me. I, I, I made nothing. We didn't even get one call out of that. Now, was it the ad copy? Could have been. Was it the image that we used? Well, that could have been too. It was a lot of things that I didn't really fully understand it. So number one, when I'm starting to look at this, I need to look outside myself. If I'm not the expert, and clearly in that example where I, where I use that coffee news, I was not the expert. I had no idea. It sounded good. But then again, don't a lot of things sound good? So what I have to do and what I would recommend now is looking outside yourself to really start to understand. Reach out to some people who are doing some marketing. Grab some, some, some examples of who they've worked with. Contact some of the people that these other people have marketed for and try to get a feel for you know, what they thought of them. Was it well worth it? Did they get that return on investment? Because for us to say, yeah, great, I'm going to go put, a, put aside 2% of my total revenue. But if that's not enough, or if I've grossly misjudged the amount, maybe it's too much. Until I understand what means, what medium I'm going to use, and then maybe also who I'm going to use to do it. Because let's face it, in the business, in the industry, and I, I, again, I said this on the, on, the, on the Ask the Coaches on Wednesday, I am not a marketer. I am probably the furthest thing away. I can talk about marketing. I can share marketing ideas, tips, and all that. But what do I always say? Go get someone who's in the know. Go get the professionals to do it. Uh, there's plenty of people. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had Brett Williams with RP Marketing on the show. Uh, another great fellow there, right? Go and look. Go and find out what this is so that you can start to say, okay, is this where I can put this money? Is this where I can invest this money? Is it going to be enough? Do I have to do something different? Do I have to maybe look at doing a little combination of organic plus a little bit of paid? Do I have to look into it? You know, can, can someone else help me a little bit until I bring up that expected revenue? This is where I'd want to start. I'd want to understand some of the how. I'd want to understand some of the areas in which I can and really what I should be looking at. Right. Once Absolutely. it grows, once your business grows and once you've got that budget available, then we can start to look outside that, start to understand, OK, is this person going to be a great fit for me? Are they going to get me the area that I want to get to and really take it up to that next level? For me, it's looking at it from that perspective. Secondly, it is, again, looking at it. I mean, back in the day as well, yellow pages, right? We had the big old phone books and all that. Well, we don't have that anymore. 
Now, I'm not saying that Yellow Pages isn't isn't a great thing. Maybe it is. It it isn't for me. Again, it's it's a medium that I used in the past. Now it's all online, yp.com, yp.ca, whatever it is. You can still get the advertising on that, but understanding that for me that wasn't a great a, a great area. For me, honest truth, it's going to be all through social media. It's not just because I follow Gary Vee around and all that. I'm a big believer in what he does. But it's because I've seen the most effect there. Even when I've gone in and attempted to do it, either boosting a post or actually going in and creating a paid ad, you know, I've had decent response. Did I did I do it right? No, I probably got it about 20% right, to be honest. I probably didn't have all the right parameters and all that. But I got results from it. It's because of those results that I know, yeah, that's where I'm going to double down and that's where I'm going to spend that money. Mm. Absolutely, Jamie. And you said a couple of really key points there. While we're here talking about marketing and we've got great knowledge on marketing, if you want me to tell you how to run the best Facebook ads to get the best traction, you need to go find an expert. I've got no idea. I know that they work and I know that there's a whole heap of steps you've got to take to do it, but the technical stuff is not our jam. We we know marketing, we know how to how to market, we just we don't know the technical stuff. If you want someone to run ads and do Google clicks and I've got no idea how to do that, that's that's out of our out of our zone of genius. We yeah. want to focus on what's what's our zone of genius, which is business. And the other side of that you said, Jamie, was um, with your second point, I've had a uh, lost my train of thought. Um, with, <laughs> with with your, with your second point, um, marketing, yeah. knowing your where, where your audience hangs out, your social yeah. media. You, you use social media because that's where most of your you've had the best results because that's where your your audience hangs out. If your audience is searching for your services on Yellow Pages, then Yellow Pages might be the place for you. If yeah. people are googling best coffee in town, Google might be the place for you to, to market and advertise yeah. and put some of your budget. Um, you know, if you're a service provider, a trade service provider, I guarantee you people are looking on Google for your services. Best spot. That's Sparky in in Queensland. Yep. And yep. if you're not if you're not putting some money towards that, then you're missing a huge opportunity in your business. So I think probably the key there is knowing where your target customers hang out. Yeah, definitely online. And, yeah, exactly. And, and look, here's the thing too: radio is still a very viable medium for advertising. Um, I'm I'm not going to say television because I cut the cord. I cut the cable long ago. I haven't watched a television commercial in years. Now, that's just me. I'm not, again, I'm not saying advertise. I'm not saying don't advertise on television. If you're in an area in a market where you're finding great results from that television, go ahead and do. But for me, honestly, it's Netflix. It's stuff like that. If I'm watching something, I'm never seeing a commercial. But think about this. I'm heading into work. What do I do? I throw on the radio. Radio is still a really great means. It's, it's you know, it's one of the older means. It's de it definitely is. But you're still hearing that advertising. You're still seeing some really great opportunities in really great ways. Now, I personally, I don't use radio. I, I really don't. But there could be some great cause for doing that. One of my clients that I previously worked with when I uh, during my time at Tony Robbins, he was a radio personality. I worked with him. He is um, he does some amazing marketing and amazing stuff. And yeah, right. He's finding great, great, great results through radio. Of course, that's his background and all that. So that is one other medium that you can go ahead and take a look at. I'm glad you touched on radio, Jamie, because, you know, I live in North Queensland, Northwest Queensland, and in the trade services, most blokes on a job site, they've got the radio on. 
They haven't got time to sit there and have Spotify going and change, choosing the songs. They just put the radio on because they don't, a bit yep. of noise in the background, can listen to a bit of music. You know, it's so common on a building site or on a work site to have the radio playing in the background. Yep. So radio is still a current medium. If you tie that together with some social and with make it all in as whatever's relevant to your business, you can get great results from that. It's, it's a really good way to get that brand awareness out there. Obviously, it's hard to do a call to action because people have to go do something else to get the call to action, but it's great for brand awareness, especially in the trade services because on lots of construction sites and different areas where there's trades, lots of trades around, uh, then that they they listen to that all day. So it's really good. It's a really actually effective medium out, out here anyway. So depending on where your audience hangs out, radio is um, really effective still. So, Yeah, absolutely. You know, don't dismiss something just because we didn't mention it on the show here. I mean, maybe television is great for someone. Like, let's be honest, what's great? Super Bowl ads, right? We we see some pretty wild Super Bowl ads. Now, most of us probably can't, I'll say, afford, right? At, at a million dollars or, or, or $10 million for 30 seconds or whatever it is. Yeah, most of us, that's probably not within our budget. But there might be some areas where, where television works. Maybe it's a local television, some local television channel or something like that where you can get on where it's still being watched, it's still being seen. It, again, it's not something that I use, but take a look. If it's meeting your you know, your target, if it's meeting that target client, that ideal customer avatar, if that's where they are, then we want to meet them where they're at. We want to be able to find those mediums that are able to touch on them and give them that massive value. Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And it's where they hang out. Yep. If you're a local business in a community and you're in the physical community I'm talking about, if you're business hangs out there and there's a common event or something that happens, it might be some banner ads or something, physical advertising, some new yeah. signage up that helps with your branding or your marketing or a, or a TV commercial in a local community event. Like it, it really, the key things is knowing where your, where your audience hangs out, what community they're in, whether it's online, physical or both. Mm -hmm. um, the medium that best serves them, whether it's digital print, whether it's paid advertising, whether it's um, social media, whether it's Google, whether it's yellow pages, radio, TV, yeah. knowing the medium that they watch or they engage with and and then monitoring that to set your budget to how effective it is and, and where that goes through into your business and how that flows in results so that you can scale that up or down. Definitely, definitely. And really the mindset hack behind this get excited for budgeting. Get excited for budgeting because this is where you're setting yourself up for success. If you don't have a budget for advertising, maybe it's time to start. Maybe it's time to say, okay, you know what? $50 a month. I'm going to spend, you know, a dollar to boost an ad, to, to, to boost a post, to do something there that gets me out there. Right, $50 a month. It can start that small. Right, it really truly can. What are you going to do? You're eventually going to scale it up. You're going to get the people on your team that know the marketing. You're going to grow it into a place that's really getting it out there, that's getting effective. Why paid though? Think about it like this. Do you want to get every single person seeing your stuff, people that you know might not even be interested? Or do you want to target the people that are absolutely your red, hot, rock solid clients? Me? I'm good with targeting those red hot rock solid clients, right? That's what I want to do every time. So when it comes to paid advertising, it's, it's a no brainer. It's an absolute no brainer for me because I want to get my product, my service out in front of those people who truly want it, who truly desire it. 
because what happens then it converts into sales. Absolutely, Jamie. And that's the power of social media and digital marketing is you have the ability to target exactly who you want. Your exact client avatar, because they have that much data, that's the power of digital marketing. And that's why it's a huge focus. And that's why we've talked about it a lot on this show. And that's why lots of people talk about it. And there's whole businesses around social media marketing, digital marketing, Google, whole companies that just do that, like RP marketing. And there's a ton of others and that's that's their thing yeah definitely because there's so much data and you can target those exact clients that you want yep get specific and get what you want it makes sense absolutely well with that said that's another show like i said there's three key points here know where your community know where they hang out what medium they watch digital you know what's the relevant for them and then like we just said then is know your client avatar, target them, work out your budget to suit that and spend your money where it works best on the targeted market, not necessarily. So you're going to know the first two before you can have an effective budget for marketing. Definitely. Again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, we really appreciate your viewership. If you want to get your questions answered, if you've got questions for the coaches here, we'd love to see you on the inside. Go ahead and join the Facebook group Insiders Elite Business Evolution. It's where Mick and I come on. We answer your questions directly. We provide a ton of value and we are here to help you grow and scale your business fast. With that said, we will catch you all next week.